welcome to the 10th episode of our podcast in Mindsight. Today, again, is going to be very interesting because we are going to talk about time management. But as always, before we get into it, let's talk about your week, Elias. How has it been? Well, first of all, I'm really looking forward to this episode. I mean, <laughs> it's something yes. we've been working on for quite a while already. <laughs> like, I don't know, reading books and uh, just watching videos, learning about it. I'm pretty hyped. Um, other than that, my week, um, it's been pretty solid, to quote you. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> this is my um, phrase yeah I, I think phrases man yes well i mean you you said yourself you want to you get want to come up with a new one <laughs> but yeah it's been yeah. pretty solid um i overworked my like blog a bit like its appearance um which yeah before i didn't like it too much i mean the overall theme is still the same <laughs> because i didn't have that much time in hand but like the um was it called like the the main page the, the front page how, how i don't know what's its name but yeah i overworked that a bit and like the podcasts and the contact forms and stuff looking better i guess and nice. uh, other than that i <laughs> i i started getting into learning japanese a bit because like at the moment i'm oh, still like learning spanish and i want to continue that like until i've been on that on duolingo for a year and then i think i want to start with another language that's like not um european in that sense interesting yeah, so why I, japanese though? i kind of prepared for that a bit but okay okay but why um, japanese yeah my following why reasoning um, or korean yeah yeah <laughs> yeah wait a second okay so um i up to now i can like speak more or less for of the roman languages like german english um french quite well and spanish from uh duolingo which also works out reasonably well and with spanish and english i like already covered the americas in australia and like with french and german and english i also like i don't know europe is also kind of covered and I wanted to do something new, like I wanted to have a, a, a challenge <laughs> to say so. Because if you like right. grow up uh, as a German, then learning English is easier for you than for, I don't know, a Chinese. Um, like basically all the European languages are easier. And so I thought, yeah, I want a challenge. And which region of the world interests me most? Or where can I still gain kind of a benefit? Where am I interested? And like it, for me, the Middle East, like Arabic and that stuff, um, I don't know. I, I don't see myself there that much. Also not like with uh, <laughs> one of the 3000 African languages that <laughs> roam around yeah. somewhere. So I am, by the way, that's not like men in, in a racist way or anything. It's just I am not <laughs> in, that much <laughs> interested in th those regions. And so, so like it boiled down on Russian, Chinese, and Japanese, kind of, for me. And then I thought okay. to myself, like, okay, I want a challenge, but I don't want to sit around another year learning uh, thousands of thousands of different characters in uh, Chinese. <laughs> and 
then like i had the decision between russian and japanese kind of and i thought to myself like okay russian is also pretty cool i think i will make that the language after that afterwards after i learned japanese more or less <laughs> which okay. i can get into and why why didn't i choose um russian that much first of all i don't see myself going to russia in the near future i don't like the political climate that much at the moment <laughs> and it's still <laughs> okay. kind of very similar to europe in that sense you know like the main part where people live yeah. is a kind of part of continental europe still and so it boiled down on kind of japanese because um a pretty interesting culture pretty um also developed culture which for is sure. interesting for like a scientific um in a scientific sense because like many cool physics experiments are from our japanese neighbors overseas and yeah so it boiled down on that one <laughs> okay interesting nice kind of. so now we're gonna yeah. start with chinese uh, japanese cool Yes, well, and they have like Italian, three different so. writing systems. <laughs> three? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, like one with like uh, 50 letters, which you can like write basically every Japanese word more or less in. And then exactly the same one with different letters for the same sounds for writing foreign words. <laughs> And then they also Gosh. like so um, kind of the, Jap uh, the, the Chinese uh, writing system where they like take the most important um, characters which like have a meaning on their own like Chinese characters yeah. do. And so it's kind of okay learning free writing systems more or less. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I'm already done with uh, the Sounds most like important one. Of <laughs> oh gosh. Nice. That sounds interesting. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite hyped about it. We'll see where it goes. But first of all, I, of course, finish Spanish and I'm just learning the writing system now yeah. and maybe a bit of grammar so I can start easier than when I still have the motivation during my like semester break here. But enough <laughs> about me. Yeah. Let's get to you. How has your week been? <laughs> I think we haven't spoken in a week <laughs> with each other. Yeah, so, that's like, true. <laughs> Tell me what's going on. Well, I think the biggest thing this week was the fact that I had two driving lessons, which made me, <laughs> which made me wow. very happy because my driver's license seems so within reach now, and probably I have just a few more weeks of driving lessons, so that's great. And um, question: Do I you have like a plan sure. when you're done with your license? Uh, no, not exactly. But my uh, drive driving instructor said that I have probably just a few more weeks. Uh, we're just gonna practice from now on basic stuff, you know, and kind of drive the routes that are often driven in the exam, and then we can go on and take the exam. Oh no! Like I, I did not mean uh, how you will proceed in your lessons. I meant like, um, are you planning on driving somewhere when you have like your license? Or oh yeah, <laughs> yes, for sure. Will you take uh, like your definitely. parents' car or? <laughs> <laughs> actually, I thought about it. I wanted to actually rent a car and just go to places, specifically Romania, just because I'm, dude. I have. I just miss it so much 
going to Romania and kind of seeing the people there and all that. I haven't been there in over a year now and it's <laughs> it's starting to mess with me. Yeah, um, and I guess you also yeah, made yeah, some yeah. new friends with your online program there. Oh yes, definitely. Definitely. And you know, but it's more of a yeah, of a of a half joke because I don't think I will actually go um right after my exam and drive like a thousand kilometers. Uh, before I have any real life experience, <laughs> so it's gonna. I mean, it's that's gonna the have best to wait a training. <laughs> sure, but I think starting with a thousand kilometers, and especially kind of uh, the driving style in Romania is very, very aggressive, <laughs> and people generally don't really care too much <laughs> about um, about anything. Harakiri, so, to put it yeah, in uh, Japanese words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's the best place to start for a beginner, but sure, one day, maybe in a few months, who knows. And another thing that happened this week, which made me very happy, was the fact that I went to the barber shop and got my hair cut after three months. And yeah, it just, <laughs> I feel such yeah, a Yeah, I already noticed when we started the call. <laughs> yeah i feel such a relief now because i actually the same goes for me it was head. like so relieving to get that get it off again <laughs> i feel like a new person reborn yeah but other than that ah, did you have did say. you have a breakup <laughs> <laughs> because i cut my hair yeah sure i had a breakup with my former self I'd say we, we can get started now with our topic for today, which, as I said in the beginning, is time management. Now, as a little disclaimer, maybe for the beginning, um, we are not experts. Again, this is just our subjective personal opinion and experiences. We're just going to talk about what works for us and what kind of we've learned over the years. But like, uh, admittedly, we r probably read a lot about it. <laughs> yes. And yes. like, I also have seen like a lecture about it and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not experts, but I'd say we're also not amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely put, but yes. All right, yeah, let's start. I think what's the best way to start this? Yeah, I, I have a question. For <laughs> oh, perfect. I have some questions right, for you. So like, how, how did you get into that whole time management spiel or like that whole productivity spiel <laughs> mm -hmm. when did that start and how did you get in there it it's it actually was a a single day in i think ninth or tenth grade where i was cleaning my room and you know up until that point i feel like i very much lived my life in this sort of just going with this flow, not really having a schedule or anything, you know, doing whatever I need to do or want to do whenever I want to do it. So not really having any any schedules. Mm -hmm. But on that day, for some reason, I don't know, I was cleaning my room and suddenly it kind of struck me this idea that, hey, I could be so much more efficient <laughs> if I actually planned things out of it and actually, you know, <laughs> start to schedule stuff. And that day Damn. actually on... <laughs> Would you uh, say that's a life-changing moment? Oh, yes, definitely. And that day actually on Netflix, um, 
Doctor Strange, the movie came out and I was like, okay, I want to watch it, but I don't really have time. And so I started to kind of think, okay, how can I structure my time? How can I manage the rest of the day for me in order to actually be able to watch the movie and still get the things done? And I really don't know where it came from. It just mm-hmm. struck me one moment. And since then, I've been <laughs> low-key yeah, obsessed. You should have mentioned that in the last episode, like life-changing moments and stuff. True. <laughs> I totally forgot that. But yeah, <laughs> from that point onwards, I just started to schedule my time and be more be more mm-hmm. conscious about how I spend my time and how I schedule stuff and all that. Where, where did you get your information from there? Like, how, how did you start out? I mean, okay, everybody can have like the idea to schedule or manage their time but in what way how how um, did you get into it i think i started where everyone starts just watching youtube videos <laughs> by those productivity nerds i think in the beginning it was productivity uh, thomas gurus. frank exactly <laughs> uh thomas frank was a an important companion during that time um <laughs> Also, of course, after some time, Ali Abdal, when he became a little more famous. Um, yeah, just productivity, YouTubers, um, articles, rarely podcasts, but yeah, just online searching for stuff and little by little, uh, little by little sort of building my knowledge about time management. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. How was it for you? <laughs> was it also a, a, oh. a single experience or more of a process that's uh, i i i can't really pin it down <laughs> to put it in the words of uh, last episode i think no the episode before i think what it was last episode was religion um yeah i don't know like my my time management started out with just get your things done as quickly as possible because then you can get to gaming <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean nice. it worked out quite well for me like until i don't know ninth grade or 10th grade or so oh, maybe a bit earlier um because like okay get home from school do my homework eat a bit and then i'm free <laughs> yeah and like i don't know that discipline there was quite helpful i'd say um but how did i really get into that whole productivity um spiel i think also with kind of youtube and stuff and i think like the first book you recommended me <laughs> that also started out the like whole journey i'm part of yeah. since the last year you i think the first book you re- recommended to me was um the subtle art not, of not giving a deep <laughs> yes yeah great book yeah uh, i mean yes for beginning it's a great book but like in the whole scheme of uh, productivity and management it just I don't know, there are more valuable books out there, I think, actually, which yeah, for sure. lay the focus on, um, I don't know, your value system. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, actually, with the time management here. Yes, But it's a great book. I mean, you have to start out somewhere. And if you can like look back, okay, yeah, some advice is useful, some is not. In the whole grand scheme of things, it's maybe mm-hmm. not that good of a book to start out with. But yeah, we have to start out somewhere. <laughs> exactly but thanks for the recommendation i mean it's moved a lot i'd say (laughs) because like from there i got into also doing the blog now and i mean here we are sitting right now with a podcast (laughs) yeah happy to hear that kind of kind of yes it was definitely life-changing for me also kind of this idea of 
um, being very, very conscious about kind of the fucks you give. <laughs> I'm sorry to curse. <laughs> that's just the way. Yes, he's he's the kind book. of. I think that's already a kind of foreshadowing for our next episode, which will be about stoicism. Yeah. I'm yeah, so yeah, looking yeah. forward to that one. <laughs> yeah. Same man. But okay, let's get back <laughs> for a yes, moment. Time yes. management. Okay, so, so it was uh for you it was this idea of okay, you get home, you get your stuff done as fast as possible. And yes, it's kind of connected with have, discipline there. Yeah, you're gonna have more time doing the things you actually enjoy doing, which maybe was gaming or going out or running or whatever. Okay, cool. Interesting. Um yeah was it for you also because i remember for me when i first got into that whole productivity time management uh stuff i started to realize how little i actually knew about the world yes and the, yes kind the, of i mean you really feel so dumb once you yeah. get into it like dunning kruger effect again i think but yeah i mean you i i just noticed how much more i could get out of my day by just structuring it a little more and like back then i thought okay working i I don't like to work i just <laughs> want to get things done and stuff and now like i'm i'm happily like working at a blog post at 10 p.m at night i mean that's i don't know i think i think it's an awesome thing to get into if you don't lose your like yourself <laughs> yeah it was yeah, it was very funny in the beginning because it was like entering a parallel universe where people are making lists and organizing <laughs> their time in the calendar and you're just like, Okay, what is happening? I've been living my life, you know, just going with the flow and suddenly there are people making lists mm. for everything. What is this? This is crazy. <laughs> Who lives <laughs> that way? But yeah, I think over the years you realize how important good time management actually is. Yes. And where people maybe in the beginning feel like it's sort of, um, how do I put this? So if limiting themselves, mm. you soon realize yes. that actually yes. it's giving I think we will get onto that. I actually also wanted to ask you that. Like the process, at least also for me, is like, I don't know, it was based on so much trial and error <laughs> to kind of find one or one way or another that's fitting you better or worse. <laughs> I mean, like calendar blocking, which first worked out perfectly, but then I mean, no. <laughs> but yeah. we'll get into that. I think, yeah. yeah. You, but you, did you feel similar there? Like, how how did the process feel for you? Like a constant oh, struggle, or like quite easy? Just take <laughs> some advice. Oh, definitely a constant struggle because you know you see all those productivity YouTubers and bloggers and all that, and they have those really complex and well thought out systems for their life mm. and then you come with your little to-do list you made on a piece of paper and you feel like a total failure and suddenly <laughs> you start to kind of hey, i mean it's better than nothing copy. yeah but you try to copy their systems or mm. the systems of other people just because they look better or you yeah. look more aesthetic or whatever but it's really actually about finding out what works for you and yeah. how you know what you value and how yeah what just works for you i guess that's the main main thing no no quite nice summary i'd say um with that whole like 
value structure thing there and how does it interact with time management i i as i said i um, participated at kind of a lecture which actually was based upon a book i i i'm reading right now like next yeah. to the stoicism book that i'm currently reading for our next episode <laughs> um it's there are like if you, if you want we can get into that a bit more like um how time management more or less evolved <laughs> or what areas of time management there are um will you sure. be fine with that um yeah, because i like wrote down a few notes about that <laughs> it's from um the seven habits of highly effective people i think which is like such a good book <laughs> can only yes. recommend it um so like the first generation of time management, I think it started around like at the beginning of last century where like notes and checklists and stuff became a thing, which like you also kind of said for yourself, like, okay, writing down things when I have to do that or like uh, writing down just the things I have to do is already giving you quite a nice overview of how you have to manage your time <laughs> Or yeah. where can I still put more or less into my day? It's like just, um, it it's also gives you like, a, I don't know, for me, <laughs> well, I also started out like that. Like I think on, in, in one note, I did it back then. Now everything is taking part in, uh, taking place in Notion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Notion is bad. Um, it's just a nice feeling to check boxes when you're done with something and yeah it's it's i think it's a nice way to getting a, an overview and to starting out with time management what did you say there yeah definitely i think that's sort of where we all start just yes. doing little to do putting them on post-it notes and you know putting them somewhere on your table where you can see them and just trying to get as much done as you can but i think it's still a very sort of superficial level of time yes. management because yes. as you probably uh, will continue there are many yeah. more layers to it <laughs> yeah we'll add a few more layers to it like the downside of um, those checklists is that a you maybe focus too much on the tasks that are done too easily or like that can be done quickly and easily because like you like the feeling of ticking that box <laughs> yeah then you probably won't write on your um, master's thesis. You will clean your room <laughs> yeah. as usual because everything yeah, has exactly. to be in order before you can start your work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just another form of procrastination, actually. And yes. I did that. I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that too. In the beginning, it was like um, waking up, uh, you know, showering, eating breakfast, going up to my room <laughs> this was literally my to-do <laughs> list i was just taking stuff off and feeling extremely productive although i was nice. just doing stuff every human every normal human would do but yeah in the beginning yeah, it's definitely so. just another form of procrastination <laughs> yeah at least if it's kind of somewhat productive procrastination then that's okay i guess yeah. if you have to shower before you start to work then at least you are kind of i don't know smell better for the people that it have to live with you <laughs> <laughs> sure. but yeah um the danger of like those notes and checklists are then like that we focus too much on the things that are not urgent and that are not important we'll get into like a cool matrix of that with yeah. uh, later at the third point of that <laughs> summary here so the second um 
Oh yeah, and and there's like also the other problem that we just write down everything on a list, and like maybe we start with the easiest thing, maybe we start with the first thing that's on the list. We don't we don't uh, um, kind of take care of when we actually do that stuff, when in our week, when in I don't know our day, and that's where like the second generation of the whole time management spiel comes into um, play here. It's um, oops, like it's calendars. Um, where we can where you can like uh, put in the um, technique of calendar blocking for example like yeah. w where you plan out your meetings where you um yeah just assign your tasks on your checklist to a specific time in your week for for example like that whole calendar spiel comes into place there did you i think yeah you also tried that because we both for example tried <laughs> yes. calendar blocking can you like yeah. uh, maybe tell our listeners what calendar blocking is and why it doesn't sure. work for you or me <laughs> in summary it's terrible and i'm gonna tell you why <laughs> no it of course it depends i'm just joking it depends on the type of person you are the type of you know type of life you live how mm -hmm. many how much social interaction you need etc but calendar blocking basically just means you block out your calendar, as the name suggests, and you put in, for example, waking up at 8 a.m., having breakfast till 9 a.m., then from 10 a.m. to, uh, I don't know, 1 p.m., you're going to work on your bachelor thesis, and then you're going to have lunch from 1, uh, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., and so on. You're just blocking every single minute of your day and being really specific out about what you're going to do at that specific time. And for some people, it works very well. It certainly did for a few weeks. Also yes, for also me. for me, because like the underlying principle is, I think people need structure in their lives. Very yes. much so. And that's why like working in a job is quite helpful with uh, yeah. some specific times where you have to be somewhere that's kind of structuring your day because otherwise you're like <laughs> up until 3 a.m programming yeah. some i don't know <laughs> website <laughs> yeah but yeah go I, ahead I just go ahead. i would just pretend i i've never done that but <laughs> um, we're all guilty of it sure but yeah that's basically just kind of blocking blocking uh just sort of thinking about your day in blocks and thinking I'm going to do that at that specific time. And as I said, it's very rigid and very strict and it may work for a few weeks, maybe even months, but I think most people need a certain degree of flexibility in their lives mm. and having that very strict and rigid structure in their day can actually can actually have more disadvantages than advantages because I've noticed I'm, for example, a person who needs a lot of flexibility in terms of what I'm doing each specific day. Um, and having a structure for my day where I have specific times, you know, because it always happens, for example, my brother needs something or somebody calls and I talk mm. on the phone for 15 minutes or uh, suddenly my mom needs milk from the shop or whatever, you know, <laughs> just random stuff that pops out during your day. And suddenly your whole schedule and your whole day is just more or less ruined because you cannot keep up with the strict schedule you've, you've sort of put for yourself. I mean, so, yeah, you could solve the problem with some kind of buffer, buffering spaces in between. Like yeah, adding 20% more to each task, like time-wise. time, time -wise. <laughs> Yeah, but even, even then. And I think another point... Um, 
or yeah, another thing about calendar blocking, which I just don't like anymore is the fact that you sort of tend to measure your productivity by time spent rather than results achieved, mm. you know? Not as saying, a good oh, I've, saying, I, I've I programmed two hours today. Okay, but what have you actually done? What have you actually learned? Because it's very easy to say, I'm going to program for two hours and you can do nothing for two hours. You can just sit And then you like computer. program, um, I don't know, the, the snake game and play it for one and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, something like that, you know. Whereas I think I'm at a point where I measure my productivity by output and by the stuff mm -hmm. I actually have accomplished rather than the time I've spent because I I've noticed that I can um I can do stuff in 10 minutes that maybe a few years ago would have taken me an hour just because I thought it would it would take me so long I mean so, that's yeah, like I, the I don't know I think that's the principle behind like the four day work week or like the like um companies don't really um diminish their like um output by reducing working hours because people are like more concentrated and more effective <laughs> yeah. if they work less and also i think it's kind of that principle maybe you're like <laughs> playing on there if you yeah, like definitely if you I like have kind of the principle of uh, yeah you can go home when you're done with your work today <laughs> then people will put in a lot more effort and concentration <laughs> rather than like working until 8 p.m. because our oh, shit yeah. that workday is still so long <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it actually has a name uh, which is parkinson's law which states that basically oh, yes. work expands as to fill the time available for its completion or in simple terms if you give yourself time to finish a task and you give yourself two hours to finish it you're very likely gonna take two hours to finish it whereas If you try, you know, if you're really laser focused and try to do it as fast as you possibly can, you may actually be able to finish it in just half an hour instead of two hours. So, yeah, and I've definitely noticed that. And that's why mm. I tend to, again, measure my productivity by output and not by how much time I put in, <laughs> because this just means that I'm busy and I can say I'm productive, but I haven't actually done anything. Yes. Just nice for the EU. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I, I can relate to that. I mean, if I tell myself like, okay, I'm going to play the piano for one hour now. I, I, I'll practice here 40 hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, I'm sitting there and I think, ah, oh, would be cool to play that piece again. Let's try it out instead of learning something new. <laughs> yeah. and, and so I progressed. Um, my biggest problem with calendar blocking was that, I don't know, you feel like, less like a person that is in um, charge of what you're doing and more like a robot that has to do certain tasks at a certain time yeah. and for example if like i don't know <laughs> i i tried i i like um in my personal constitution which we will come to later also <laughs> i put in like the rule uh, of uh, an open door policy <laughs> in the sense of okay guys feel free to interrupt me at any time If it's like not like really uh, <laughs> very um, important or urgent matter <laughs> that I have to work on right now, then feel free yeah. to come in every time you want because uh, and interrupt me at any time um, you want because like that 10 minutes more of learning or that 10 minutes more of programming won't change anything about probably won't change anything about the outcome, but I won't remember it. Whereas yeah. if I like interact with others, for example, <laughs> 
spontaneously phone call hey want to come over or stuff then yeah that probably adds much more value to my life definitely so that's why calendar blocking for me doesn't seem to work out that great i think that uh, that open door policy is actually something ali abdal also talked about yes which i think he, so too yeah it's it's very and actually without hearing it even before he mentioned it in his videos i think i sort of had it implemented in my life mm. where exactly as you said when someone comes over or you know wants to meet up or whatever i usually tend to just say yes to that kind of stuff because most of the time i would say 90 of the time it turns out to be way more valuable to my life than as you said uh trying to be productive for another 30 minutes um yeah definitely can relate to that yeah awesome um but are you like at the moment still having some sort of a calendar system or some yes. sort of a time planning system how, yeah, how does it look definitely. like <laughs> um okay so i'm a very intuitive person <laughs> when, it <comes> to, <laughs> when it comes to time management and as i've experienced uh, as i've experimented over the years and i've noticed that i work best when i actually have the stuff on my calendar but not as in calendar blocking i mm. usually i usually just use my calendar as a sort of to-do list because apparently i only listen to my calendar I've noticed that <laughs> over the years. If it's if it's in my calendar, it's very, very likely it's to It's like your work wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um <laughs> great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of my work wife. And I for example, let's take programming. I'm currently learning React, this front-end library, framework, whatever. And I have a notion page where I've kind of put out a plan for how I want to learn the React and what I want to do on over the next like two weeks. And in my calendar, I only have, I just have scheduled React JS. That's all it says over the next two weeks. And <laughs> when I know, okay, today's for example, what is it? The 12th, um, what is it? Wait, 12th, 12th of March. March right <laughs> uh, <laughs> the third month in the year yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the 12th of march I, i just look into my notion page and i see that okay in 12th of march i gotta do this and this and i gotta finish maybe this module in the course so i mm. gotta uh, work on that project and i sort of have it planned out over the next few weeks but i don't have it like blocked in my day and i don't have it like okay from 1 p.m to 5 p.m i have to do this It's more like, okay, I, I really feel like programming right now. I'm just going to sit down mm. and see how may, uh, how concentrated I am. And maybe after that, I also know, okay, uh, I need to practice the piano because this piece is very long <laughs> and I'm going to need a lot of time. So I'm going to do that for an hour. So it's all very, very intuitive. But okay. at the same time, I've exper experiment, experimented enough in my own life such that I know what times i work best and what's for example the best time for me to program or to practice piano or to read or whatever so it's mm -hmm. sort of intuitive from the outside looking in but for me it has a system which so is like I, i'd say there's 
you said like you just wrote down um learning react for the next two weeks wouldn't yeah. you say that there's some like underlying danger of not starting at all because like uh it's very unspecific um what where you have to start what you have to do because like the advice i always hear is like if if you have like a task like writing a thesis then best put down as many specific points as possible because then you have like an overview of where you can start and not like are sitting there okay i think it won't take that long i can do it on the weekend still <laughs> or next week because yeah. that like when i was writing uh, a thesis on my own <laughs> um last year i think it was like even earlier one and a half years ago um that was kind of a problem for me because i had like this point of uh writing a thesis in my calendar sitting there for like six months <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't specify the tasks very much i just had yeah. it sitting there all the time and then i was like resorting back to that um checklist fallacy of oh yeah that task is easy let's work that off first because mm -hmm. then my uh whole calendar thing looks more empty <laughs> yeah and then um, i can focus on the real important stuff <laughs> which i never came to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How are you uh, dealing okay, with that I, danger? For me, as I said, I have it in my calendar just very, very sort of generalistic. I only have, okay, I want to learn React over the next two weeks, for example. So my calendar is very generalistic, no, not very specific. But in my Notion page for kind of um, for React, I have it really planned out. So I just have to look, okay, today is this date. I have this and this planned. And if I get this stuff done, I know I'm done for the day. If I have some magic motivation left for some reason, I can go on and already kind of uh, work in advance and already, you know, do what I actually would have done the next day only. So I have a plan. It's not just learn React and kind of figure out uh, what you're going to do uh, someday in the future. It's just it really planned out in the beginning. Usually when I say, okay, I want to learn this new technology, I sit down, I make a plan, I sort of research what you know not the best way but what a good way is to start because we're gonna get into that and sort of this perfect perfect gosh i can talk perfect <laughs> perfectionism yeah perfectionism yes. in the sort of perfectionism and you know there's this danger of asking okay what's the best way to start what's the perfect plan and frankly it doesn't exist so i just <laughs> try to find a good way to start and make the plan in advance so i have so this danger of not starting because it's very generalistic is really minimized from the beginning. By the way, some intermediate advice here. Um, if you haven't been into time management before, then just pick out, I don't know, some technique. It could also be calendar blocking if you are daring today. <laughs> <laughs> But just start out somewhere and with trial and error, just see what works best for you. Because rather than in action, like be proactive here and <laughs> choose what you what choose at least something because that will give, make you more progress. Even if you don't know when, uh, if for even sure. if you think that that um, specific technique didn't work out for you, then you still um, know that like how not to do your time management. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of trial and error. Definitely, I think it's it's taken me over two years to now sort of have figured out what works best for me but i'm still nowhere near i'd like to be when it comes to kind of the systems i've implemented so yeah just be aware that 
it's a lot of trial and er error over the years and it's probably gonna take a lot of time until but it will be also it will also be fun i think because like once you're settled and everything (laughs) works out more or less i think it's quite yeah quite a quite nice thing which also like brings us to our next point (laughs) in the time management timeline if you want to say so (laughs) it's about um settling your priorities because the past two like notes and checklists and like the um time actual like time planning here with calendars um they lack a very specific thing which i uh, more than once mentioned like you you are not working out your priorities that much you're just like okay having an overview of your tasks and assigning them to some space in your week which could be uh, very arbitrary and where your thesis for example (laughs) will not like be be uh, yeah worked on that much or less than um, the more immediate things here and this brings us to that um i think it's called eisenhower matrix (laughs) it's like a um it's said that in a podcast you can't like show images that well but it's like a um, two by two box like we have four fields here and on the one hand as an attribute we have like urgent matters and uh, on the other side we have like important matters and so uh, anything you have to do might fall into um, one of these four categories urgent and important or not urgent and important or urgent and not important or not urgent and not important <laughs> so Real tongue twister yeah yeah <laughs> so um i i want to ask you um one thing here right now um what which um actions or like which uh, tasks category should you focus on most or would you focus on most of course i'm i'm a little bit biased now because uh, I've read a lot about it and we've talked ah, about this. Um, but, you know, given the knowledge about time management I have now, I would say the most important quadrant is sort of the not urgent, but important. And Which is the right answer. Of... <laughs> <laughs> because like most people actually say like, okay, the urgent and important things are like what I should focus on um right now immediately <laughs> all the time yeah like the crises the deadline driven emergencies i don't know <laughs> um yeah um you can also explain why actually this is not the right answer if you um, know it right now otherwise i will do that <laughs> yeah i can illustrate it on my own life for example or life in general for example if you want to Or let's start differently. Uh, You know, after I've uh, I've read Atomic Habits, which you have too, a great book Mm, again. It's a Uh, a really nice book. My next blog post will be about that. (laughs) Yeah, great. Um, In Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about this idea or this notion people have that in order to achieve great things in your life, you have to do great things on a daily basis. And it's actually not true. Actually, great things in life are kind of composed out of little actions, little consistent actions. I think that's important to mention. They have to be consistent, little consistent actions over the years. For example, if you uh, read for one hour every single day for the next five years, you're going to read yeah, a lot of like, books and you're going to gain a lot of I did that more knowledge. or less like the past 
um, nine months already and it's so life-changing <laughs> yes definitely and you know from kind of the micro perspective if you look at someone who reads an hour a day you're like okay cool it's, it's probably not gonna have a lot of influence on his life and you look at the you know next few weeks you're gonna say okay he he's finished two books whatever i don't care but if you look at it from the real macro perspective and after five years as i said this person has probably read i don't know hundreds of books uh you're gonna notice the kind of effect little actions little consistent actions can have and therefore you know reading for example is not really urgent you're not you not you don't necessarily have a deadline for when you have to finish a book but it definitely is important and it definitely is something that will will just give you a lot of opportunities in the future and will help you to gain knowledge which you know is always good therefore you know reading is something that's not necessarily urgent but it's very very important and it's going to help you a lot in your life and therefore focusing on that and doing reading for example consistently over the next few years it's something that's not urgent but it's very important and it's going to um kind of spiral you upwards and help you achieve great stuff with just very let's say mediocre action consistently i hope that wasn't too um <laughs> to yeah unorganized but yeah yeah i think that was a quite a nice summary there um where you brought the main points i think um i guess like um the not urgent matters like really they are what you should be working on every day they are probably also those tasks that take the most mental effort um for working on i think like um a perfect task that fits in that category would be uh, the time management <laughs> thing here, like sorting out how you want to manage your time. I mean, it's not it's not urgent, but it's like very important in the long term. So that's yeah. like a thing that fits in there. And like if you have a company or stuff, um, like the um, teaching your employees. Um, thinking about like long-term production um clearing out your like company values like making them clear those are things you should be like working on um every day at least for Definitely. a bit <laughs> or at least if you look like the um oh, how is it called the distribution of what people do in their day days i mean you can like write down what you're doing daily <laughs> and see in which category it fits and I'm rather certain that for almost all of you, the that um, not urgent but important category won't even fill up 25% of the day. Yeah. Which true. is like very sad because we always think like urgent and important is what we should be working on. But urgent and important means like some sort of crisis and crisis and like all these crises, they just turn up because we haven't focused on long-term preparation. <laughs> exactly in that sense, yeah to figure out Very these nicely problems put. um yeah and getting back to like the checklists and the calendars um <laughs> what we what we usually want to do is like cleaning our room which is not urgent and not important depending on the chaos of course 
because like that's the um, easiest thing to do there or like answering emails (laughs) (laughs) they can like fit also in the like urgent category there those are the things that we should actually avoid (laughs) or at least um at least delegate delegating is like very very important um, aspect here like you as a manager you can like put out much more (laughs) um output if you want to say so if you if you like delegate the less important tasks here and like there's still there's still a problem with this uh with this sort of time management here because how do you decide what's like not urgent but important for you or how do we decide which task fits in which category and that's yeah, where I like think. the fourth generation comes into play yeah sure go <laughs> on like yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah you can also like uh tell us about okay wait, wait maybe i think the um getting into the description of the fourth generation is more productive here <laughs> <laughs> to put it that way um the fourth generation is about self-management it's deciding about what is valuable to us it's about deciding um whether we prefer success in work whether we prefer personal relationships (laughs) um it's about figuring out your personal constitution which we mentioned in another episode already i can quickly say what it is it's like basically like the constitution of a country where like the most fundamental value system is like written down like the fundamentals of d- democracy or of human rights in like the german um constitution german basic law <laughs> and you just do that thing for yourself you write down your most important values what you want to live by and yeah self-management the fourth generation is all about that figuring out your personal values from that on deciding like what sh- what's urgent what's important what's not urgent what's not important and from this like priority matrix here then we can go on to like checklists <laughs> um like uh, fi- uh, figuring out what we have to do and with the calendars we can like assign specific places in our weeks to that or like we can delegate stuff like that's where time management maybe is now at the moment yeah yeah definitely i think it's a sort of hierarchy where you have your, let's say, your value system at the top and kind of mm. the perfect vision for your life. And then come, you know, the uh, yearly goals, the monthly goals, the weekly goals, the daily goals, etc. And from then on, you can figure out, okay, what's the next best step to come closer to the perfect vision of my life whatever that may be maybe it's (laughs) you know being financially free by 35 okay cool what do i have to do for that i gotta find a job i gotta save like 50 percent on my of my income um invest maybe half of it the other half i gotta save for i don't know um other things that may be important to be maybe social status is important to me and therefore buying a lamborghini um <laughs> gives me a sense of social acceptance I think you know, then so. you should overthink your value system a little more but of course because but, like know, the underlying values probably are not that you want to be rich it's that you want to be um part of some social circle with some sort of good friends there and 
then the friendship is like the actual value. So like probably always sure, question that. I think but there are just there a, a lot quick of interlude people, there. <laughs> of course. But I think there are a lot of people, especially our age, you know, in the twenties, where it's a lot of about impressing other people. As I mm. as I read, I think a few just a few weeks ago, it's often about impressing people you don't even like buying stuff you don't even like <laughs> just to you know just impress them just to mm -hmm. have a good social image although you personally don't really care about it but you feel like you're gonna have a a higher social status you're uh, you're gonna kind of feed your ego by buying expensive stuff you can't even afford but yeah <laughs> yeah i i as a quick addition to that then we get back on topic like whenever, whenever it comes to acknowledgement and when you want to be acknowledged by others then ask yourself two questions what do you want to be acknowledged for and from who do you want to be acknowledged for it yeah and is it actually worth it because i mean acknowledgement is is nice and everything and we as humans need that yeah i think it's quite important acceptance. like the social aspect for intrinsic motivation and like I think also like leading a fulfilled life. We discussed yeah, that, that in uh, detail this semester already. I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but okay. that was quite nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let, let's get let's get like back on track. Wait, wait, um, wait. I have just <laughs> okay, just sorry. Just a quick because you said intrinsic motivation. I I don't think that if you base or not base, but if s certain external factors are so important to you that it directly yeah, okay, that's more your intrinsic motivation mm -hmm. then that again can be a problem no it's like that longing for um competence in some sense okay sure. Um, competence in the sense of um mastering some sort of work for example um and having an impact with that and that is like in, i'd say that's intrinsic motivation of course it's like um also like a uh, part of the external uh, forces that influence us i guess because sure. impact what is impactful what that's probably what's highly regarded of others there but yeah i i think i have a like <laughs> a nice metaphor for that whole um self-management spiel or that whole time management spiel there which is part of from the book like it's coming from that categorization in those four categories here um self-management is like deciding which wall you want to lean on your ladder <laughs> um oh, okay yeah and Very poetic. those notes and checklists and stuff those are like your let's say um let's say um your kind of progress on climbing up that ladder on how well you can get up that ladder like that that those are your um tools maybe your boots your mm -hmm. uh, grip in your fingers and <laughs> yeah. the um priorities here are like your training program for getting up that ladder <laughs> which parts you should you focus on most like your legs or your arm strength where where you do you want to train <laughs> to yeah, to move up that ladder most quickest and so it's like most important to figure out which wall you actually want to climb up because if you're up <laughs> up the ladder at some wall where you didn't actually want to end up where the wall is crumbling <laughs> and yeah. you're about to fall down 
then yeah <laughs> not that desirable i'd say so first Very figure nice out metaphor. the wall yeah. then figure out your i don't know training program and then um go on to that training program with like your calendars you know it's your checklist whatever um yeah, yeah advice you've heard you've read about <laughs> yeah what i see often in what I've also seen in my life many, many times over is that we tend to focus very much on the tools and on the sort of newest technology and, you know, try to look fancy with our time management. Whereas actually, you know, those tools are secondary. As you said, it's mm. important to be clear about your value system, about what you actually want to achieve, what's actually important to you. And also when you have to say no, because many people oh, yes, I know, <laughs> yeah, many people I know tend to say yes to everything, even though they really don't have the time or it's really not within their vision for their life or the value system. They just say yes, because that's what they used to. And they're not used to being, let's say, more strict with implementing their values in their life and sort of put other people mm. before themselves which is can sometimes be beneficial but most of the times is actually that's not. like that mostly fits in like the urgent and not important category like meeting other people's priorities and expect expectations like when your boss tells you to come in on the weekend because it's so important to finish that project right now whereas yeah. you should actually like be saying if that's like that's where like the power of the personal constitution comes into play if it's written in your personal constitution that i don't know saturday is reserved for your family 100 yeah. of the time always then just imagine <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you know if you're working somewhere and your boss comes to you and says exactly that you know you're gonna you gotta have to work on on saturday or over the weekend and you're mm -hmm. just pulling out your constitution no <laughs> you're like, the okay, law says wait. it's not allowed <laughs> <laughs> we must nice, abide the law <laughs> exactly but yeah no but nice i think metaphor. in the book in in the seven uh, habits for highly effective people there are also like stories about exactly that <laughs> where people yeah. refused their bosses there and then their boss actually had to find another way in the sense of okay would it be possible to come in on um sunday for you then and then you say still no it's sorry that time is reserved for i don't know <laughs> sports and stuff <laughs> okay then is it possible for you to work on friday <laughs> maybe <laughs> or will you go home there too <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was like one of the stories there which yeah it was yeah and yeah having like a strong sort of belief system there which of course is always subject to reflection and questioning and stuff is a very yeah i don't know strong tool to get you to where you actually want to be now sure. here a question for you how how much do you focus on that self-management aspect there and um in which sense do you focus on it? What's your <laughs> kind of go-to mean here to figure out where your wall wants to stand at? Uh, where your <laughs> ladder leans against the wall, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I took this gap here, I think that was or is my biggest goal or mission for this year to sort of figure out what are my values, what is the vision for my life, what kind of life do I want to to live, what kind of people do I want to be surrounded with and all that. So yeah, it's it's definitely still a work in progress. And I couldn't say that I've, of course, I have many aspects 
um, thankfully figured out and it has has helped me to achieve a certain level of mental clarity mm. but at the same time there are many things i still need to figure out and that i think will just come with experience i'm not trying to brute force them <laughs> i into think existence. you can't figure out everything in one year it's like exactly thinking that would be a quite a huge fallacy actually because you should like focusing on figuring that out like your whole life probably yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's it's been a process and I, i know that that process will continue <laughs> until the day i die probably most likely at least from what i've heard from you know talking to other people talking especially to elder people mm. they they tend to be very chill about it and they tend to just mm. say you know it's a lifelong process don't force it yeah. don't don't get too fr frustrated at times just accept that certain things come with time certain things come with experience and yeah. at one point it's all going to make sense sooner or later which like doesn't mean that you should be passive like in your life you should like focus on that quadrant two not urgent and important matters yeah for sure don't yeah, be lazy yeah. guys makes it easy <laughs> <laughs> oh i think laziness is quite okay from time to time <laughs> at it least in the semester break yeah. i allowed myself to like also do more or less nothing just work the um work till midday <laughs> and then just yeah. go outside or stuff. sounds nice yeah sounds nice so but so like are you writing down um certain goals of yours or like certain values yeah. of yours and um, like repeatedly checking on those or definitely yeah. <laughs> i've actually started this process a lot sooner than uh than my gap year started and i have i have lists for for my gap year like so of goals for my gap year i have goals where i had goals for 2020 i sort <laughs> of have goals for 2021 but as we said in the in the episode about kind of new year's resolutions and all mm -hmm. that stuff um i i didn't sit down at the Ooh, first yeah. of january that was like our first real episode i think we're at yeah. episode 10 now guys that's like <laughs> yeah it's actually amazing we we should drink wine or something <laughs> oh no, no we don't want to promote that here we are not like um, elon musk and joe rogan here smoking <laughs> our <laughs> our joints i mean they they wouldn't know anyways because they can see us but yeah um <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry go but, go on <laughs> but yeah i have i've goals i have like uh, goals for when i'm i'm gonna start to study i've lifelong goals goals i know i won't achieve which are more value-based rather than really goal-based Mm -hmm. um for example being the most honest version of me the most authentic person uh, version of me i can possibly be that's a goal that's not necessarily achievable at the same time it is you know it's a, a <laughs> weird paradox so yeah i definitely have uh, goals you're for different let's say you're practicing different... you're practicing <laughs> what do you mean oh yeah yeah for sure yeah like I in the sense of stoicism you, you'll never become a stoic you'll just always be practicing <laughs> exactly oh i'm yeah. so looking forward to the next episode <laughs> <laughs> I, can, i can i can see that and i can hear it yeah yeah me too man it's gonna be it's gonna be very nice yeah but uh, actually wait i i wanted to ask you something um a few minutes ago because i quickly touched upon the point of perfectionism mm -hmm. and i'm sure that you have experienced <laughs> it as well oh definitely and i would be very interested to hear how you have dealt with it or how you're dealing with it 
perfectionism like that how could you define perfectionism like that um inner striving for making everything perfect or yeah <laughs> that inner... let's, let's not take it so general let's say perfectionism related to time management where okay. for example mm. for me it's always this or not always often it's this kind of feeling that i need the absolute perfect plan put together i need to research days <laughs> and hours and you know try to make the perfect plan how you know you know what i'm noticing you know what i noticed there for myself if i spend all those hours figuring out the perfect schedule for myself i won't stick to it <laughs> i just simply can't do that <laughs> True. so i i don't know i tend to be more spontaneous than i used to be i mean i also tried out calendar blocking for a few weeks and i guess i was quite productive but like life quality went more or less down here <laughs> yeah. and with perfectionism i'd say um what's keeping okay you mean like you only want me to focus on perfectionism in time management right now not like yeah. in actual tasks Yeah, not necessarily. Let's say, okay, I, I'm going to take an example from my life. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's going to clarify. So okay. what I've noticed over, especially over the last few months, is that if I spend my time more on the sort of macro perspective and sort of try, um, as we said, not urgent, but important tasks mm -hmm. and sort of figure out, okay, what's my mission or what's my vision for my life? Yeah. Um, I tend to be more in control of my perfectionism and when i when i start to feel that perfectionism sort of kicking in uh, for example you know pointlessly starting to reorganize stuff or wasting my time <laughs> trying to figure out what the perfect plan is uh, i just step away from my desk and maybe i go outside for a few minutes and i come back and i just take action i just start whatever mm -hmm. and in the process of taking action i actually figure out a pretty good plan that i can stick to and is all is also efficient but can also um, it's also a plan that I know I can stick to and isn't too rigid and strict. So that's sort of the way I deal with it when it comes to okay. time management. Yeah. yeah, I think for myself, um, perfectionism in that sense is like a danger because if you are trying to plan everything out too perfectly, then the schedule, like, <laughs> I mean, perfectionism means focusing on the, also on the details, the like basically everything on your day when it comes to time management and then it like gets the character of calendar blocking for me again because it's too rigid it's yes. too um robotic for me and at the moment i'm i think i'm handling it on yeah more or less on a weekly basis actually like <laughs> Um, during the semester um, where like every week you're like learning something new that was quite a nice time unit to manage um, stuff by because you had like all those tasks lined up at the uh, beginning of your week <laughs> and with that nice um, self-management personal constitution thing uh, combined with the eisenhower matrix and stuff you could like assign um, different tasks to different days of the week and I'm not like, well, for most of the things, I'm not like planning out when I have to do what exactly. It's just like, okay, I see um, I assigned myself, um, let's say, <laughs> um, writing a, a test exam on a Monday. Um, then usually I, I, I think I uh, 
that that I, I don't assign it in a rigid way in the sense of I do it at 12 a.m. I just um, say to myself, okay, that's probably something you won't enjoy that much. And as you need <laughs> more mental effort to do things that you don't enjoy that much, you probably should do those earlier in like your day, like in the morning or stuff. That's usually mm -hmm. how I handle it. And the most enjoyable things like come at <laughs> the, the last part of the day. So I'm when it comes to time management, I think I'm leaving everything quite spontaneous still. I mean, there's in such a schedule, like you start with the, um, I mean, usually as we um, said, like the not urgent but important matters are usually the ones you don't enjoy that much. Yeah. <laughs> and if you start out with those every day, like with the things you probably don't enjoy that much, <laughs> then you'll get those done, I, I think, every day to some extent, always. And you're open for spontaneous uh, open door interactions <laughs> where yeah. people want to interrupt you. And so I think I also don't want to be that perfectionistic there. I just want to keep it more or less flexible, but getting done the most <laughs> important and not urgent things, I'd say. Was was that like kind of the answer you hoped for? or? Yeah, definitely. I actually didn't expect that you are handling stuff so spontaneously. I thought you were more of a, um, more the kind of person to really plan things out. I, I don't know why. I just had this image um, of you. <laughs> I, I think, I think you, I also like differentiate here between like, um, planning out things in my head and actually planning things out on a paper. <laughs> okay. Because like, yeah, planning out things on paper is like, once you write something down, it becomes, I don't know, for me, it kind of becomes um, a principle, a rule, <laughs> yeah. some some sort of objection to live by. <laughs> and in your head, you can like juggle all those things around. And I think I'm, 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 yeah, I'm actually quite certain that like uh, every day I, I think like, okay, um, that exam I assigned myself today, oh, it would probably fit in best at, I don't know, 2 p.m. or so. That's like the stuff that's going on in our head, which is then quite flexible if something comes in between and stuff. And that's what's yeah. on paper is like the more rigid stuff, which, as yeah, I said, still sure. allows for flexibility. And uh, one other um, advantage of not meticulously managing your time is like you also get more time <laughs> by spending less time <laughs> yeah. on time management. Yeah. Just figure yeah, out the yeah. most important yeah. stuff that gives you the greatest gains and then like, yeah. Somewhere in between, there's a break-even point where too overly uh, managing your time won't bring you any benefits anymore. It will just remove time from your life. Just like with yeah. sports, you know, it can be nice to exercise four hours each day and prolong your lifespan by another five years or so. Problem is that you like <laughs> lose seven uh, years of your life exercising. Like those yeah. were like uh, guesstimated numbers here. Right? I don't really yeah, know sorry. how the statistics <laughs> are there. Um. Yeah, but but interesting, interesting. Wouldn't have wouldn't have thought that. For for me, it's the same. For example, like it's um, always. Sorry for interrupting again. I think it's always like the outward experience where people seem so much uh, more organized yeah. and better than they actually are. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, what I, I think is a sort of unconscious rule of mine, which I just now have thought of, is that. <laughs> 
again over the last few months when I when I noticed that I spent too much time trying to plan when I when I noticed that I spent more than five minutes let's say it's just a random number I'm putting out there but let's say let's say five minutes when I noticed that I spent more time than that planning and organizing I just you know I just say fuck it and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start <laughs> with whatever I want yeah. um and that's five minutes per day. So it's not even like five minutes per hour or anything. It's just five minutes per day. Just quickly writing the stuff I need to do in my calendar, quickly revising the stuff I've been doing and checking again, if I'm in sync with my values and in sync with the vision I have for my life. Cool. Yeah. Got it. If not, try to change or try to modify a bit and it's done. You know, I, I try to not focus so much on, um, having everything perfectly figured out from the beginning. Mm which certainly a year ago was a big problem of mine. <laughs> it was just hours and hours, sometimes even days spent organizing and planning. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I would just end up doing stuff the way I, <laughs> I intended to do them from the beginning, <laughs> which is completely spontaneous and flexible. So, yeah. Yeah, my thoughts on that are like that we usually tend to overweigh the rational aspect of everything because sure, like uh, very sorted out very thought through time management um, structure is in theory probably the best thing you could do but then we're also like on the other side neglecting our emotions or like how much motivation we have each day how we will actually apply ourselves to that <laughs> time management time management structure um, because like especially when we're neglecting um, spontaneity and flexibility then emotionally, that's not very good for us. And then we're working towards a burnout, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think very quickly, maybe the last point for today oh, I, is... I, had a, what? I also had a question still, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. We can, we can do both of them because I think mm -hmm. my point is not going to be so long. Um, you mentioned kind of being aware that you're going to have times where you're just lazy you're just procrastinating all the time <laughs> and that's actually something i've discovered over the last few weeks to try to plan for the lazy procrastinating version of myself yeah. and not to you know to kind of manipulating myself to the point where i actually believe that i'm gonna mm. keep up a strict and rigid schedule because i know i'm not I know it's not going to work, maybe for a few days, maybe weeks, but after that, I'm just going <laughs> to end up doing yeah, whatever. That's, that's a usual problem in things like that. We tend to overestimate our capabilities here. Like when, for example, constructing an airport, we tend to value the costs quite low. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Lower than yeah. they actually are. And also with time, we usually need more time than we think we do on a project. Yeah, not only that, I think we overestimate the um, sort of intrinsic motivation we have mm, every day. The, in the like sort mental of, power. Yeah, and the ability to be disciplined. Motivation. Because, you know, when you make a plan, when you want to learn something, you have this motivation to start and you're all hyped up and you mm. think you're actually going to be able to, uh, let's say, program eight hours per day, which, you know, is just yeah. impossible and you're not going to keep up over the long term. And because, like, there are those days where you just feel like, I don't want to get up today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And 
you just have to plan in advance for those days and for sort of mm. those mental states and be aware of them that they're 100% going to happen and they're probably going to happen way more often than than you wish but yeah it it is what it is <laughs> yeah no that's a nice thought i think we should actually pay attention to that more often um before my question i also had like a quick thought on the um on the aspect of managing time too much so that you like lose actually time instead of gaining it um there's like this concept of the five minute rule or i I, or it was three minute rule or something if you like can do it in um three or five minutes then just do it right now because the um task of assigning it some spot in your calendar will approximately take as long as uh, actually doing it right now yeah (laughs) i think that's also like a nice principle i guess Yeah, very, very nice point. And now your question. Yes. What was it? Um, What has been like the uh, latest, most important insight of yours when it comes to like time management? (laughs) Or what's like some uh, staggering fact that you learned recently about it? If we hadn't discussed it already, like here maybe. Yeah, it's actually the last thing I mentioned about planning in advance for your lazy procrastinating self. I think that was the biggest insight i i had and once i started implementing it more i yeah i was just mind blown (laughs) i was like (laughs) that that was the solution all this time and i i've just now discovered it but yeah i'm really happy i i sort of understood that finally awesome what about you nice for me i think it was the personal constitution (laughs) Mm. because it's just nice to have like your value system figured out and not constantly questioning whether you will whether um in that situation you will decide <laughs> for a and in another situation okay you're again up for a decision between a and b here and maybe b is better here if you just have figured out your very basic values then things become a no-brainer yeah which for sure. also of course inherent danger there you might make the wrong decision like fundamentally wrong because I, I don't know. <laughs> um, we don't want to kill. Uh, we, we don't want to kill people here in Germany, <laughs> so we <laughs> should not shoot down a plane with a terrorist who's flying into a stadium. <laughs> yeah, which might be the better decision here, but yeah, kind of those some things like that. I mean, <laughs> where it's mm-hmm. really debatable. Yeah. But if you have like one hundred percent rules here, then things become a lot easier. For sure yeah very nice and on that note like the best book i can recommend on that whole topic of time management of figuring out your personal constitution your value system it's actually like in my top three um books i'd say right now um it's the seven habits of highly effective people where kind of our episode i'd say was based on a bit yeah (laughs) i definitely recommend it to you as well if you haven't read it already yeah for sure it's, it's a it's a great book it was actually my first audiobook my first and last to be mm-hmm. more exact <laughs> <laughs> oh what a shame then you have like your bad memories with it i guess no not not of the book but i i don't know i i think i just enjoy reading mm-hmm. more than just listening also when it comes to note-taking all that yeah but yeah that's a, that's yeah that's like point. the main reason why i prefer actually reading it also because i can highlight stuff yeah and yeah also Alrighty. like uh, audible or stuff also like 
uh, students and money and stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The age-old struggle. Mm -hmm. We know it. Yeah, Alrighty. well, then let's wrap this up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about time management. Let's see what were our main points. I think the most important thing that this was based around is the Eisenhower matrix. If you want to quickly recap what we've talked about. Yeah, sure. Okay, there are like, um, this is those like two by two matrix here where we um, divide um, our tasks, uh, what we have to do daily or weekly into whether they are urgent and whether they are important. And we, like with our values, with our priorities, we should focus on the second quadrant, which is about not urgent and important matters, because in the long term, they will reduce crises and they will like actually give meaning to our lives in the long term if we like figure out where <laughs> our ladder is standing against the wall to say so and of course quadrant one actions are also important but if you're constantly caught up in them um, then they won't reduce and what we, sh we should actually like avoid is um, especially quadrant four which is just a um, waste of time like <laughs> cleaning your room, writing emails, doing some calls. Of course, from time to time, they are important, but yeah. <laughs> and also quadrant-free actions, which uh, can be like delegated, should be delegated. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. All right, so we talked about that, about, you know, different tools or techniques, for example, calendar blocking, which we've both, both tried and kind of realized that it's very important to be self-aware in this whole time management mm -hmm. journey and to know, okay, what works for me and not just do stuff because other people do it or because it looks nice, because okay. um, it's not going to help you in the long term. And speaking of the long term, I think it's very important to keep in mind what are my values, as you said, what are my values, what is the vision for my life in order to make by decisions in the present and to be able to prioritize the stuff correctly and not get caught up in, you know, everyday <laughs> useless stuff. Yes. Yeah. And overall, I'd say if you've not been into time management that much yet, then become proactive here. Start out with some YouTube videos by Ali Abdal or uh, how was the other one called that you mentioned before? Uh, Thomas Frank. Yeah, Thomas, Thomas Frank, Frank, exactly. Yeah. Just get started. You only learn by trial and error there i mean your principles or what you figure out here can be as planned through as possible and as rational as possible if they don't work emotionally for you then you'll steer towards a burnout so <laughs> yeah. go into the trial and error process you will come out at a, as a better version of yourself than what you were yesterday i'd say very nicely put very nice yeah <laughs> so i guess Alrighty. stick around for the next episode where we talk about stoicism finally <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can't wait. Alrighty, then until next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye.